0: There is something profound going on at Skinwalker Ranch and it begs to be studied. The legend is that things happen on this ranch. What if some of it's real? Whoa, that's a definite being. Who or what could we be dealing with? I didn't believe in the paranormal when I came out on this ranch. And I paid a pretty hefty price. Curse of Skinwalker Ranch.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Skinwalker Watch Along with myself, Andy, and I've got, as always, uh, my co host, Dan. Dan, how are we doing this evening?
0: I'm great, thanks, Andy. How are you?
1: Uh, I am very well, thank you very much for asking. So, we're on to episode three already, almost halfway through the series, and this is another Patreon early access exclusive. It will again, of course, go onto the main feed sometime next week at the end of June but um, for your Patreon supporting the show from any level, from $1 up, you're going to get access to this a whole week early, so again, thank you very much, we do appreciate it um, So far in the series, we've had a lot of introductions to new characters and the cast of the show, we've had a lot of setting up of various experiments as well, and we we'll, we we'll both kind of agreed from from really early on Dan, didn't we, that this is the episode where we're going to kind of
0: see things kind of go into another gear Yeah, absolutely They really uh, do a few more experiments here and start getting their hands a bit dirty yeah.
1: They, they absolutely do so let's get ourselves right into it so myself and dan as always have the same file open there's no adverts on it and we kind of get straight into things as well just remember we've got the the us version of the file which has got the title sequence as the secret of skinwalker ranch in the uk it's known as the curse of skinwalker ranch so we'll do a quick three two one and hit play dan are you good to go i'm good going you are awesome so three two one boom
0: Excellent. So we're starting so we get, with as always the recap don't we? Yeah, recap. Uh, it's Thomas's injury, right? It is. Yeah.
1: I do. Oh, I do like Thomas good. more and more. Obviously, I'm biased now. Having spoke to him for the interview, which if you haven't checked out, that was on the feed last week as well. My chat with Thomas wonderton almost two hours. Really nice guy. Really interesting. A lot to talk about as well. Dan, you've listened to it as well, haven't you?
0: Yeah, I have. uh it was really, really interesting uh, to know the the story of how Brandon and Uh, thomas met um how he got involved with the ranch um and just about everyone's character how genuine everyone is um i'd really love to know a little more about thomas's wife on the ranch and her ideas there but uh but yeah he's that right (laughs) (laughs) he's
1: that um but yeah no a really nice guy and he done a lot of work in setting up things on the ranch after bigelow and i think with the bigelow stuff is as little or as as much as we know about it it seems like by the end, it was kind of just being left and the technology was really outdated. So maybe just kind of running things down as, as his time on the ranch came to an end. And Thomas helped set a lot of the kind of newer technology up. So title sequence, Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. We've recapped the first two episodes and we're going to get straight into where we kind of left off. It's kind of early morning. The guys have been out camping all night and Thomas has had to go to the hospital because his injury has flared up again. And we have Dragon looking extremely concerned. What did you think about the the whole injury angle again? Do you think it was a, a just for the camera setup
0: or? No, I don't think so. Um, whatever anyone thinks when they watch this TV show in a in a vacuum, hearing yeah. everyone speak about it properly, like Brandon and Thomas on Twitter, Thomas speaking to you, everything like that. This is a genuine thing. It's clearly a genuine concern. It's a genuine injury. It's not being played up for nothing. You know. Yeah.
1: And I, I don't think it was on the interview piece. I'm sure it was when I spoke to Thomas for a little while afterwards. The the network were really keen and the producers on playing up the injury and basically going down the route that it was definitely caused by the ranch. Thomas was uh, Thomas said he would walk if they if they didn't just show the facts that it was it happened. It looks like it's related. However, he can't say for sure, and none of them can. So I thought that was quite good. He wanted to keep it genuine. That No, look, this is happening and that's enough. You don't have to have me say or portray it as if it's caused because of the ranch. You know, there's, there's enough data there to, to kind of to show that. And it seems pretty obvious, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Getting some of those scans as well of the top of the skull, where you see the kind of fluid separated. Um, his scalp, yeah, he said it was excruciating The first one that happened before The, the show was filmed was a lot worse And he, he says himself the second time It wasn't as bad, but it was in the same spot And that's what kind of worried him Jim Morse, I never realised first time round When I watched this, but gets really emotional here
0: He does, yeah, yeah um, And it made me a little angry To think of people saying it was fake When I saw him being this emotional You know, it's clearly a genuine reaction Just because the cameras are there It doesn't mean that they're playing it up. And
1: you know. again, when, when you've heard that background that Thomas and Jim by this point have known each other for four or five years, worked together, setting yeah. things up. They've been on a bit of a journey and we've just been introduced and met these characters and maybe Travis has only known them for a few months. But they, these guys have been together working there for a long time. So as new as we are to the show and the reality of their situation, they are friends, they're mates, and you know they're, they're upset that something's happened to one of their colleagues. And by this point, it's fair to say that Travis is almost fully turned around from being extremely sceptical to sceptical to pretty much a, a full-on believer in wearing a skinwalker ranch hat isn't he
0: yeah absolutely absolutely he needs to be given like a, a fan t-shirt now yeah there, there was a uh, way that um thomas described his injury he said it was uh in your podcast he said it was like being scalped and it, it made me think of all the images we've seen of cattle mutilations
1: yeah surgical precision and yeah to be able to separate
0: the the that layer of your head like obviously again, maybe not as fast but it's still still know, happens yep yeah. and again i think it gets brought up
1: a little while later on um or even coming up now that jim sagala thinks it was something akin to a radiation beam being fired at that point on his head that's, that's potentially caused this um but here we have yeah, Caleb Bench, who, uh, do you know, I never I never asked, but Caleb is on the show a couple of times fleetingly uh, at a glance, and I wonder if that's something that he just wasn't keen on being on camera, because obviously Dragon's on the camera all the time, as most of them are, but Caleb's not on the show very much. He just kind of appears in a scene and then kind of goes, I think it's the first episode, he's like, yeah, bye, <laughs> and, then, and then leaves, and this is kind of the next time we see him.
0: I guess not everyone's comfortable in front of a camera.
1: No. And, and, but there we've got Thomas back, which is good. He's in much better spirits. Um, all the guys are kind of shaking hands and hugging. So it's been a couple of days now and it's it's kind of nice to see him back. Um, so I think this is the point where Jim Sagala is going to bring up potentially being a radiation beam. Thomas is just recapping that. Do you know what? It wasn't as bad as last time. It was in the same spot, though. Started feeling that pressure and pain and... Um, yeah it's it's definitely an odd one for the same thing to happen in the same place you get why they would be concerned and i, I know just god i seem to bring them up on most of these podcasts i hate myself for it but you know like recently like um mick west fishing again on twitter and someone setting up a go fund me to send someone like that out to the ranch just so they may or may not experience something that that annoyed me a little bit like you know there's there's a lot of more a lot more things that are uh, more worthy of people's money just now and and charity and donations and whatnot than than someone like him being sent out there.
0: I, I'm not sure if you guys can hear my eyes rolling about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a it's not a great idea. Like you say, there are there are better things to support um, than someone who you know clearly could afford to pay for themselves to go there.
1: <laughs> yeah, or like you know fund a new series of ancient aliens, or can we not talk about that anymore? Is that is that <laughs> a <idea> now subject? <laughs> I don't know, it seems
0: to be an ongoing thing, right? I'm kind of just trying to let everyone else do the digging there.
1: Oh god, yeah. Um like I I'm more than happy for anyone to ask about ancient aliens and I've got my own thoughts on the show, but yeah, I'll stay away from the conversations people are having about it like online. It's it's all a bit crazy. If I mean Ancient Aliens is never the most grounded of subjects or shows anyway. But to say that things have taken a, a step to another level is, is saying it. But here we have the Batcopter. So getting to be my favourite moments in the show now. Bruce Wayne himself, Brandon Fugo, steps out with a briefcase. And you don't have to worry, folks. It's not more magnets in the briefcase. Um, it has a very dramatic appearance, as fleeting as it is. Uh, and Brandon's making an appearance. So dad's on the ranch to make sure that everything's all right.
0: Based on... Um the friendship between Tom and uh, Brandon. Uh, I nominate Tom as Nightwing to to Brandon's Batman. Can totally see that.
1: So Brandon's just discussing with them that, you know, he's a bit concerned about what's going on. This is one of those moments where I think things are egged up a little bit and just the way it's produced for the camera, they almost make out that three episodes into an eight episode series that they may pull the investigation, that would have made for an interesting four and a half episodes, I think, of television afterwards, where they're just basically—it's just the the guys packing up and generally putting things <laughs> away in a, in a very very safe, uh, meaningful way. But um, yeah, we we know what we know that's not happening. It's like when your favorite superhero at the start of a movie is in jeopardy from some kind of bad guy, and you know, well, I've still got another hour of this left. He is definitely not dying here. Um, yeah, absolutely. It dangles the carrot doesn't he and kind of asks all their permission to kind of carry things on but again it's we've had that whole setup now of something's going on there's a lot of different things at play here there's an element of danger to it you know um but yeah let's let's kind of crack on and what were your thoughts on what gets revealed from the briefcase this time a much better reveal
0: uh yes Definitely a much better reveal. Um, it's the well. Do I want to spoil it? I, I assume people have seen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was, was going to say like the first time it. they've us. not
1: quite opened the briefcase yet, but they're about to open it. And I think given In what's seconds. inside it, again, there's no, there's no um, skinwalker scalps or you know anything that glows comes out of it.
0: But it is something similar to the direction the the Bigelow team went, right? In terms of using themselves as biosensors um, yes. and medical monitors, and they haven't necessarily set out to do this; they're just finding that this is the best way to measure what's going on around them when they're working on the ranch.
1: Yeah, and I think there's a bit of a continuity error comes up pretty soon as well. That one of the first scenes after this, where well, it's not long after this, the guys aren't wearing the watches that they've literally just been given and put on. But again, I think that was just in the just in the post edit, whatnot. Um, or maybe they just left it off that's that's fair enough um but yeah I, and this is what Thomas was saying though again wasn't it about Brandon that Brandon's got a lot of I love how his name's Fugal and I always want to say frugal because he's frugal with his money <laughs> so frugal fugal um which is hard to say in a Scottish accent and no doubt even more difficult to understand if you're one of the listeners um he he's got his money because he's wise with his investments and this isn't something that's straight off the bat he's went in and provided to all the guys because they've waited until there's a reason to need something. And like Thomas said, they're not just going to go in and spend millions and millions of pounds until they have reason or cause to do so. So that that's pretty and, and it's pretty consistent with Brandon's character that, you know what, something's happened, let's react it and we can get this now put in place kind of going forward. So I think it's yeah, pretty absolutely.
0: responsible. Yeah, I, I wish they put them on the cows though oh that's a great idea you know monitor every life format that they can
1: do you know what i'm totally going to go on twitter and at brandon fugo if anyone wants to do that before me but you probably won't given that this is recorded and not live (laughs) i am going to ask him about biosensors or smart watches for cows um yeah that's a superb idea Imagine they had one of those on
0: that cow that died of the pneumonia. Which just gives them more data, doesn't it? A little bit more, you know, something real to grapple with instead of maybes.
1: And do you know what I love here as well? Gr- great shot of the, the helicopter kind of leaving. Again, beautiful surroundings. I, I don't stress that enough on on the podcast, but I love how Brandon's l- literally flown in to drop off something he could have had amazon primed out to the guys i <laughs> posted he went here's your watches i'm away guys see you later he's literally been there for a short period of time
0: to, to be fair if i was a you know a high-flying businessman like brandon i'd take 30 seconds on the ranch every time i could get it you know
1: <laughs> yeah true and if, if his time is precious and he's certainly not driving out there is he or yeah yeah
0: exactly it's, so it's here we a have
1: good. uh a second level henchman looking dude in short shorts t-shirt and and hat uh Derek Ward, owner of Hot Shots aerial photography and this I think was the first time I maybe got a little bit excited about something that we're going to be doing on the ranch as, as an experiment I know they're going to talk a little bit here about Bob Bigelow and some of the things he done um but they're they're basically going to get a drone out and do some some experimenting on the ranch uh during the episode what what were your thoughts here
0: um, I really liked it. i I'm a sucker for kind of visual data, so I would really love to be able to just get the scan of the whole place, you know, um it made me think of, can you remember the Colorado drones uh, over Christmas? Mm-hmm. Um, where there were lights uh, being reported um, and they were unidentified. Some people said they were drones. Some people said they weren't, but it was really mysterious. Um, yeah, as part of my digging when that was going on, I came across all these different essentially drone systems where you can just use them for agriculture um and you can set them in grid patterns essentially walk away from it after pressing go and they'll scan the whole place for you um and this made me want them to go to that like that that's the next step i think from this instead of you know one or two drones flying around let's get them nice and low let's get a detailed image in. Um, Automated scanning, though, and I think that would be really cool. But that's probably something for season two. Like you said, it's observing in this one and then kind of getting everything you need going forward. That's it.
1: And you know, not to spoil what comes down the line, and it's not necessarily in this episode, but they they do start getting some scans and whatnot. And they're having to always bring in outsiders from third parties to do these sorts of experiments because they don't have that tech on the ranch. Maybe it's something that's best left to an expert given what they're kind of dealing with here and kind of thermal imaging. Um, it's pretty incredible the shots he gets here, though, from the kind of whatever the, the GoPro is or something that's attached to it. Um, yeah, it's awesome. They're, they're showing you the zooming in and stuff just now. Like you could easily spy on your neighbors with that pretty easily. It's very CSI, isn't it? Zooming. Yes. Yeah. And then it's. I do like this bit though, with like, oh look, could that be a cold patch? Could that be like an entrance? No, no, it's just a shadow. Ah, okay, move on.
0: But it does speak to the the need to understand what you're looking at, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Because yeah, at a glance, you could look at that and go, oh, that could be an entrance to something. That could be like a way in or that could be like a sinkhole. And nah, it's not. It's just just a shadow. But then that's why you've got an expert doing this, don't you?
0: Yeah, exactly. And unless you look, you're not going to understand that it's even there to be looked at as well. Right. right. <clears throat> and this
1: is an expensive bit of kit.
0: You, you said something that's worth touching on again. Actually, you said an outside expert this is only yet another episode where we've had someone not on the main team of the ranch come in and experience something anomalous yeah and again I, i suppose someone that they've got their
1: own reputation they've got their own business they've got their own brand do they necessarily want to be exposed to something that's that's not you know legit and you know yeah i had to say that on the show or whatnot so the guy's coming in showing his own skills it's free advertising for him um, something they mention here is, like, they talk about one of the the cattle centres. Uh, they said it was a bit of a biosensor or early warning system, didn't they, for yeah, that's right the previous owners. But they're, they're very quick to stress that we don't use live animals to to give us any kind of early warning here. I'll pack his down the line. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that obviously caused a bit of a controversy.
0: Again, though, it is it is a really good example of looking in and saying, oh, Bigelow is wrong to do X, Y, Z, but now they've been there, they're realising actually having a biosensor readout is a really, really handy way of investigating this ranch. Um, and the phenomena seems to react to people and to living things, so... Yeah, you know, we're not, while, we're while, not condoning... Yeah, yeah, we're not exactly. condoning
1: live bait, but um, there is an aspect of it that, you know... <laughs> it, it gets a result in the same way <laughs> yeah and, and there's a way to use it as well and i think as, as we found out and i spoke to thomas about the alpaca incident that it was shot and that was something thomas himself said he wasn't hugely happy with the way it was filmed because it clearly was just some kind of predator but they do spend when we get to that episode they do spend a little bit of time on it as if something big is attacking those animals and yeah it was just a predator but as a ranch so it is hard. To, there's, there's a lot of fence. and um, There's a lot of miles to cover off as well. So it's really hard to keep kind of things out. And there's mountain lions and coyotes and wild dogs, all that kind of stuff. So I, I've got a note here I just want to bring up. You know the homesteads? Yeah. Why have they never been like renovated or done up? Or would that be interfering with the ranch and they don't want to do that? Because they do just have these old haunted-looking houses kicking about the property.
0: I, I guess... um it's just old buildings on the property right like they've got their newer house near the gate um, um i imagine they're just older versions of those buildings that are just disused um but, but yeah i mean you might clear it or something like that and use the space so yeah maybe yeah. maybe that's worth bringing up when you get someone wonderful on your podcast <laughs> yeah
1: i the need brand ask brandon that when he finally agrees to come on so yeah, here yeah. we go we've got we've got our They've moved out to an area that they're pretty interested in surveying and they've brought Derek along with them with his awesome looking remote control. you just want a shot of that, don't you, for that drone. Um, yeah. But he seems the type of guy who would be like, no, no, you can just watch me do it. I think he says it's $35,000, the drone. Wow. So a great bit of kit then. Yeah. Um, oh, but what's happening here? There is no connection. We get the dun-dun-dun. I didn't like this bit i think this is what we talked about with the over dramatizing something they don't have to and the fact that and i think the editing here as well is pretty poor that you know it makes no sense well what makes no sense it's just got no connection you know that can happen sometimes with stuff i get it's an expensive bit of kit and i don't doubt that no doubt has been something to do with the ranch that's caused this, but the very quick editing there just annoyed me and it was one of those little moments that just took me out of the show for a second
0: so do you think maybe like uh, five or six seconds on the matter instead of 20 seconds, just, oh, there's no connection? Because I guess the the relevant part is that there's no connection and they're at Skinwalker Ranch. If that happened anywhere else on the earth, it would just be, oh, it's disconnected,
1: right? Yeah, and do you know what? I, I totally don't blame Travis. I do think it's just in the editing, you know, that, oh, it makes no sense. Well, what makes yeah. no sense? Have you, have you tried, like, rebooting it? You don't know how this thing works. Maybe it just takes a few seconds or is it the trees? But, Derek now clearly is explaining that, yeah, this isn't normal. It was fully charged. It was fine. I'll try I'll try moving it away, and it just doesn't work. So I' I've just I, this was one of those little moments that antithesis antith- 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 What's the word was the antithesis of what we talk about when it comes to like the, That's the, the issues with the editing. Yeah, I found the word eventually yeah. it was in there somewhere. So they're a bit disappointed've they not managed to get this experiment off off the ground almost literally today um but they have saw some spikes in the radiation levels and frequencies kind around of about them
0: but this would be cool right so say they got the colorado oh sorry not colorado drone the, the agricultural drone system that i was saying about and they scanned the whole place if homestead 2 was the only place where they had a signal failure and they'd scan the whole place with similar drones then it implies it means something more right as opposed yeah. to just it's not connecting once um I wonder if they did more off-screen, though. And I know that touches on something that uh, we brought up and we were speaking about before.
1: Do you mean that they've maybe gone to another place on the map and tried
0: the same thing but
1: just not showed it on camera?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, maybe the guy came back another day and it worked fine that day. Um, but we're just not seeing it because that's not as exciting, you know?
1: Yeah, potentially, yeah. Um, or even like drove to the, one of the other homesteads on another part of the ranch. I meant could we try here instead? Because no doubt that's cost the money to bring them out. But, but yeah. So here's another experiment coming up. And this is one that, that was addressed again when I spoke with Thomas. That they're going to basically... When they're holding a trifield meter, Travis explains here that you can't necessarily gauge which direction it's measuring the, the frequency or radiation from. So what they can do is eliminate a lot of the directions by putting it inside of a can that will block all that out. And then you know exactly where it's coming from. A lot of people online jumped on this as being an experiment that wouldn't work because as they show right now the trifield meter is in the can so that would work however when you see the shots of the experiment the trifield meter is back outside the can which then totally negates the fact you're using the can in the first place by holding it outside of the can but as thomas pointed out in my interview with him that for tv you can't get a shot of the trifield meter while it's inside the can on the camera so they asked them to bring it outside show the experiment that way but they did legitimately do the experiment with those trifuel meters inside of the can to get those readings they just couldn't get a camera shot of it and, that, and that's fair enough
0: it's just one of those things with production right like i guess they could have said to him explain to me what you're going to do or to the audience what you're going to do um and then we'll just see you walk around with the tin can but they yeah. wanted to people to be able to look and figure out what they've been doing
1: so this is interesting. They're talking about just now, like, um, triangulating three different points. Um, if only someone had kind of put that together and had some kind of map. Um, Dan, <laughs> do you know anyone that would have an interest in that sort of thing?
0: Uh, yeah, uh, a nerd like me, basically. <laughs> um, so as, as I've been watching this show, uh, like I said, I'm a visual person. So I kind of wanted to get an idea of the property, where everything was happening, um, where repeated incidents were happening, so on and so forth. So I started kind of scouring the Internet and finding all these uh, different bits that I was plotting onto a map. Um, So, uh, you know, I added the helipad because that's new, um, things like that. But then for every episode as they went on, I was kind of plotting all of these data points across the map. Um, Clearly, there are more that they didn't put on film, which is a shame because I would have loved to have plotted those as well. Um, But it's really handy to be able to visually see all these places because there are places that repeatedly get incidents and things like that. Um, You know, whether it's from witness testimony or the needs team or the guys that you're watching right now on the screen, the same places are repeatedly experiencing phenomena. And it's a really easy way to just see that in one go. You know,
1: this is the kind of stuff I wish I understood better. I don't pretend to know what their measurements are i just look at it and go oh they're saying the numbers are high so that's fine and i'll go along with it and it's not something i'm going to even try to understand or learn and i'll take their word for it but i do kind of wish i could read those numbers and be like oh that's that's particularly high on the spectrum or you know
0: that that is something that i i know we went when his name comes up uh, mr mcwest um mm-hmm. on the metabunk forums he did kind of post comparisons of those levels um, and I feel after reading kind of his analysis that it's absolutely you're correct in terms of don't look too much into the levels. just know that it's more than it should be, and this is anomalous.
1: Yeah, you know, I think some of the stuff. I, I've not looked at the metabunk stuff, but uh, speaking to Thomas, they talked about that the the number of mobile phones that sometimes should be in a particular setting with them. Would have been enough for some of those readings to have spiked. It could have been someone receiving phone calls or messages, you know, all at the same time. But again, it's that whole trust that they did a lot of these experiments properly without that interference. There, um, same with the camera crew, they had instances that wasn't on film. Which I think would have lent a lot of credence and uh, credibility to this that you know they had issues with the camera equipment, but they didn't want it put into the show. Which again is, is that's fair enough, but that might have been some nice bonus material to have on there. Maybe if it comes yeah, out in a DVD yeah. box set, maybe a bit of an extra yeah, that maybe. would be quite cool. But then again, can you really have a bonus content of cameras failing? You know, because it would just be a yeah, there, there would be there would be no content, but there maybe some audio that would be about it.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: That's it would true. be something I, I guess, akin to this, where I caught with, a, with a, a producer in the background going, "Huh, the camera is off." That would be the bonus
0: content. It'd be the worst of a uh, lost,
1: you know. So tra- Travis is just explaining just now that when they're triangulating, they're looking about a mile above the ranch. These signals are meeting, and he reckons there's a point where these things are are coming from potentially, or at least have have a point of origin. You, you, straight away what i think is there's an invisible craft above that ranch and what you want to see is a video of some pigeon flying into it falling out of the sky not dead just you know dazed um <laughs> just to prove that there's actually a big 80 spacecraft they're sitting invisibly above the ranch again don't want to spoil this but we don't find that out in this series maybe that's to come in season two. But what were your thoughts on what they're kind of getting at here, Dan, with something potentially being above the ranch?
0: It's interesting, isn't it? Because they we've had the idea that there's something underneath. We've had the idea that there's something above. And throughout the series, we get evidence that kind of points in both directions, I would say. Um, And then right, right, right at the end, we kind of start understanding the idea that both things could be coming from the same phenomena. And if it's coming from above, it could be the u interface and reflecting everything back up into a concentrated point. Um, or it could be coming from uh, underground and being reflected back off the atmosphere or something like that. So I'm kind of like you. I want to see that video of the bird kind of being dazed and yeah. falling out the sky.
1: <laughs> and just, just in case anyone gets it wrong here, I am not saying that I have information that there is a craft above there. And there is no video of a pigeon flying into an invisible craft above Skinwalker Ranch Although that would be kind of cool if that rumor started circulating online that that video existed. <laughs> That's how these, so we've got Matthew here, don't we? We have another outsider
0: coming in with a big balloon. That's right. Um, and I, I, like we said with spoilers earlier, I think it's okay to say that we experienced some um, anomalies uh, with this experiment. So yeah, another expert. Yeah, another new visitor. Yeah, another anomaly. It's interesting. Do you think those Trifield meters are expensive? probably i mean it's relative isn't it my bank account isn't like brandon's
1: no no um, <laughs> mine's definitely is not like brandon's um i mean given what uh, thomas was talking about i mean with all the businesses he had it sounds like he's probably got a healthy bank account as well um, yeah for sure i'm just looking <laughs> trifield.com the website um you can buy trifield meters on there almost the exact same one because i'm just wondering they've, they've taped all this stuff quite crudely to a bit of a i love this is proper signs though let's just tape some stuff and put it up in a balloon 168 dollars.
0: that's
1: not so too that, bad that, no that's not bad and i reckon that's something they could, they would go as being expendable they probably have a box of them in that uh in that room somewhere
0: and these are tracked balloons as well they did plan on getting them back right so yes regardless as, of what as happened, we find out weren't just deciding to throw the money away no, that's it.
1: So what their plan is here is tethering a weather balloon. Um, the last time, of course, we saw a weather balloon was being used to fake pictures in Roswell, New Mexico, 1947, um, instead of an ET spacecraft. Um, but this is a slightly different type of balloon. It's not made of foil and balsa wood. Um, it's just a kind of almost like a big rubber glove, isn't it, blown up? But it seems to be really sensitive because Travis mentions when it's coming down, if it even touches the grass, it could pop. Um but yeah, so they've got the tri meter up there. It's, I, I love how crude the experiment is, because it seems to be like proper grassroots science for these guys who are clearly used to to far more, you know, expensive setups. And they've got that really cool <laughs> command center. Let's just stick some stuff up on a balloon and see what happens. Um, it's all going quite well at first, um, but then as we can see, the wind starts picking up. Not not to say it's something anomalous necessarily, but um, they start to lose the balloon, and they they want to just kind of, you know, let the let the rope go. Let's not kind of um, knack this more than it's about to be, as it looks like a, as if it's about to crash. But yeah, um, do you want to tell us what happens with this particular balloon, Dan? Uh,
0: this one, you mean this next one coming, or the one that's just? Oh coming? no, the one the one that's just floating off, uh, that pretty much gets
1: lost forever, right? Yes. They do mention that as well, though, don't, don't they, they? That they they lose they track of the balloon; it just disappears.
0: And there are more. I I don't know if what we're seeing on the screen at the end is GPS pings, but there are a lot of them. Um, so I'm wondering if they're uh, a sign that they did actually do this a lot more than just the two that we see.
1: Potentially, yeah, yeah, good shout. Um, they go looking for the the little platform they built for the balloon that had the trippy meters and stuff on it. It's pretty kind of banged up looking, isn't it? But What they do realise is, even though the equipment's maybe goosed and they have to do this again, sorry, um, goosed in Scottish or and British slang for any American listeners, which we have quite a lot, or anyone else in different countries, is just basically broken, knackered, can't be fixed. So yeah, the equipment is goosed. um, It's not been attacked by any flock of geese. So they go to set things up again. Let's try another balloon. And, you know, they've got the best technical equipment here. Lots of duct tape. Um, to strap it onto the balloon. I wonder what those balloons cost. I'm not going to Google that though. I'm not going to start googling, you know. They seem to be enjoying themselves here, though, don't they? That seems to be like as if they're going back to their kind of college days, almost. Of yeah, yeah I done this experiment and wrote a paper on it.
0: I really enjoy stuff like this. I'm a big fan of uh, kind of Jimmy Reagan things. Uh, I studied film in university, and my favourite thing was making uh, lighting setups just out of normal homemade bulbs and just trying not to spend money on things, you know?
1: Slightly off topic, but still on topic. Cause we've got time here. So sure. that balloon, did you see this week in the news about the Japanese UFO? Yes, that's yeah. a good shout. Is it just me that thinks that does look like a balloon? Because even in the picture I've seen online of it, it seems to have that point. A balloon would have, like you see here where it would have a tether attached to it, potentially. And I, I just well. can't see the big hoo-ha about it.
0: You you could see there was a frame hanging underneath the thing as well. Um, yes. So though I shared that, it's more of a you know sometimes you share things so that people can blow the idea apart and then it's there for everybody to see. So we're not wasting our time going over it again. I, I didn't find that one too compelling.
1: No, I and listen, I, I would love to for something to be filmed hovering above. Again, lack of material on that one, lack of videos, lack of pictures probably speaks volumes, but...
0: There was a weather balloon in the region as well, on the radar.
1: So, yeah, pr- probably the radar, of parts.
0: Radar, Phone apps, I mean. But, yeah. You see all the, the different ones here? Yes. So, they don't all look like they're in a line um from you know say where it was released and made six data points kind of in a line they look like they were completely different starting points and stuff like that so i think they just
1: did i more. feel dan this is something you would like to have this kind of graphic process or you know technology where you could create a kind of three-dimensional map and have the writing come in really easily and absolutely would love that and I would like this set up for my recording studio as well, you know. <laughs> nice little room,
0: lots of monitors round about is. I mean, you if probably, probably people record could a, see... a killer metal album to walk around, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. It does look a little <laughs> more like a
1: recording studio, doesn't it, then? I always explore round about the background of what they've got and to see what other kind of equipment, you know. If you can just see a kettle or a toaster on or something like that, you know, in the background.
0: Matthew Uh, seems to be
1: getting really into it here, doesn't he? He's quite, oh, yeah, we've lost the balloon, and no, it definitely should be picking up. And So like you said, the the balloon seems to have gone, the GPS is gone, but they did get some data at the point it disappeared. Um, As, again, it's kind of hit the the height they were looking for. Was it 5,500 feet, one mile up?
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, About 10K above sea level. So
1: they, they seem quite happy that, again, there's another anomalous situation where you've had no connection with the drone you've had a weather balloon disappear which w- was just the wind that looked like however from a data point of view where they're saying these points triangulate they've had this go haywire and lost it
0: yeah and again it's it's in and of itself isn't crazy but it's when you kind of put it beside all these other things you know the drone not disconnect yeah. oh sorry the drone not connecting um, and now they're losing signal on the other electronics, and also the batteries that keep getting drained, and so on and so forth. You know, it's yes. it's consistent phenomena. Um, it, consistently inconsistent, I would say.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's lo- lots of little things that yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but but when the same little things keep happening over and over and over again, then it, it starts to point to something. But um, we do things kind of heat, heat up obviously as the series goes on. Furthermore. But you, you do have to, I think, when you're watching this, remember what's happened in previous episodes. If you go into this, I think if you just jumped in watching episode three and you were not someone who was aware of the lore or, you know, what was going on, what the area was, which, again, is what these things are kind of aimed at as well to get a new audience interested. You're probably looking going, I don't get what the big deal is because a couple of balloons have flown away and some guy's drone wouldn't connect his remote control.
0: Yeah, exactly. You kind of need to know the whole story. And they do a really good job in this first season of giving someone new to the subject that, I think. Yeah. Definitely have to go back to
1: the start, though, and watch it all the way through. I think, actually, I have but I have appreciated it more on this second viewing as well, watching it back.
0: It's less... Um, it's kind of like experiencing Christmas morning a second time, right? Instead of just being blinded with excitement we can kind of uh digest it a bit more what i'd say is
1: i'll I'll just i'll i'll say it's not like christmas morning i think it's like experiencing x-rays of some of the presents you're going to get and while you can't quite (laughs) tell what you're going to get in christmas morning you've got a rough idea that you might be getting some good stuff but you still have to wait and find out yeah that's good i like that it's like a tease of christmas morning to come But that really big box might not be a PC. It could be something disappointing. So you know, I don't know. Do kids still get PCs now for Christmas? I admit that I'm I'm going back to when I was a kid and got a PC. Yeah, kind of a
0: family present that one was, if I remember yeah.
1: correctly. <laughs> I got I got a PC when I was younger. I was a proper like geek when I was like, a kid. Like I, must I was getting the AOL 7.0 internet discs in the post. Like if anyone listening to this. It's probably under the age of 25. They won't believe that once upon a time we had to put in CD-ROMs into a PC that would load up the internet for us that we could sign up to. And you couldn't use the phone at the same time. Oh, God. Those were the days, though. You really had to work (laughs) for your music downloads back then, didn't you? Yeah,
0: yeah. Three megabytes in three days.
1: Downloading the original Jackass movie over the course of a full week to click on the file and find out it was not what you wanted. I'll say no more than that. (laughs) <laughs> so with um around four and a half minutes to go um uh, we see candace one of the caretakers who lives on the ranch fair to say she comes into it more and more as the episodes come on, um go on a little bit as they start to explore a little more around the ranch because the first three episodes have been focused sort of in the same areas um and then there's only so much you can do in a field where the setting starts to look a bit like you know a field constantly so they do move as a little uh, about a little bit more and speak about some of the the previous owners as well. So we've got the Shermans who famously owned the ranch before the Bigelows. Yep. Before the Bigelows. It wasn't like his family. It wasn't like Robert Bigelow and his mum and dad and you know kids moved in uh, before Bigelow uh, Aerospace and the US government had their, their mitts on it. What do you think about the caretakers, then?
0: This bit is interesting because they're, they're experiencing things that we see in ghost horror films right essentially yeah. um we get bumps in the houses we've had reports of voices and you know the one person in the room's heard a voice that other people couldn't hear um <clears throat> cupboards being opened uh, that one really uh gave me chills was uh when someone brought their shopping in and left the room and then come back um and all the shopping had kind of been taken out of the cupboards and all the cupboards were open um Yeah, it really creeps me out being inside this house for some reason.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it could have been a trailer for Paranormal Activity, the way they go on. You you don't get to see it coming up, but if they set up some security cameras inside the house, that could be pretty interesting. But maybe a massive invasion of their privacy to have their lives recorded in some kind of Big Brother-esque film.
0: That Um, is true. This this bit reminded me of, um, there's a local pub here called The Fisherman's Wife. I don't know if anyone will look her up online. It's in a place called Cellini and Marconi Point. Um, But they have cat bones in the wall. Um, And when I was there last time, I found the owner and asked, you know, why why are these cat bones in the wall? And they told me me that they were there to ward off evil spirits. And they kind of have a a backstory that the thing was haunted. But Mm -hmm. the cat bones being in the wall reminded me of this. Um, And I was wondering if maybe this was a warding that was done ages ago. Um, because superstition certainly is something that is around people when they're on the ranch. So I wonder if someone dabbled and did a ceremony or a prayer or something like that to to ward off whatever was there.
1: Yeah, potentially. And that's that's something we'll no doubt talk about a little bit more, definitely in the next episode. As it's the end of the episode, we're getting that hook and tease for the next one. And it very much ends on a bit of a clickbait of, oh, that could be remains. That could be human remains almost like they almost basically say this is more than likely a dead person that is in here. You know, <laughs> it's a spirit without saying that directly. And it one. gets a little bit Derek Akora doesn't it? With, as you say, the, the weird camera and the night vision. And...
0: If yeah, someone hadn't it, said that to me, anything there.
1: to me, yeah, exactly. There, there's really not a lot there. If someone hadn't said to me, that looks like bones, I'd have probably just been like, is it not just the rubble that you've knocked out the wall?
0: Yeah, that was my first thought when I saw it as well. I know um, they said that there's too much there, but it's hard to see that that's true from what we're seeing.
1: Yeah, that's it. It's hard with the camera they've put through. It's on like a wire because they've had to knock through. To be fair, though, as they say, it's a very thick wall. But then I've never built a home before on a ranch in the desert. So I wouldn't know what kind of foundations that would need or or kind of how to start. So I appreciate it might just be a thick wall for a reason. But it is probably a bit odd to have what seems like a small cellar type room boxed off underneath the ground, doesn't it? So it it adds to that paranormal aspect to the show. And while my interest is very much on UFOs, ETs and that kind of going on different dimensions, the paranormal side of it is something that maybe isn't touched on as much on the show as, as other people would maybe like.
0: Yeah, I I think they're trying to stay away from the, I guess, for lack of a better term, woo of it all, um, and focus on the hard data as much as they can get, really.
1: Yeah, and it's that that whole science aspect of it. And that's the episode finished. We've had the credits roll, and we get a little bit of a next time on Skinwalker Ranch, and we see the rocket firing up into the sky. Cattle getting spooked, and do we see our first glimpse of a UFO? Yes, we do. And that's something I look forward to speaking about in the next episode because I have my own thoughts on that anyway. And the episode's done. So Dan, three episodes in, almost halfway through. What are your thoughts so far then? It's a great show.
0: Um it's nice that it's stepping up now. Um the first two were compared to this one, were very quiet, you know. Um a lot more science was done in this one. Um Yeah, I I, I really enjoying I'm really enjoying this season so far.
1: Yeah, The experiments in this one for me were, were good and I think without the experiments they potentially would have lost some viewers there um, because the interest in it might have waned a little bit but they're, they're starting to look more now and it's something you can relate to if, if you're not interested in background radiation and frequency you can at least relate to oh they're putting something up there to go and see what might be above the ranch. I can totally appreciate that because there's an entertainment value to that as well and as we're going to find out further down the line we have a look at what's underneath the ranch in the next episode, we have some cattle being spooked and it starts to go into that more typical UFO, um, UAP lore and myth. So I like that and I'm, I'm looking forward to the next episodes coming up. Um, so, Dan, once again, thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Um, I'll, I'll just say by here as well that those maps that I mentioned, I'll be sharing those through my Twitter uh, when Andy pops these onto the free feeds um, so you guys can download the the episode uh, map and then over the course of the season you'll have a complete idea of everything that's gone over the season and where it happened on the ranch
1: yes and those will be getting updated let's like say dan's done some incredible work on that something that's far beyond my own technical expertise um, and geographical knowledge of Skinwalker Ranch so definitely a nice accompaniment to this Watch Along series, whether you're watching along with us or you're just listening to this on your daily commutes or on your way to work. We um, really appreciate it folks and if again, if you're on the Patreon, I hope you've enjoyed daily access to this. If you're listening to it a week later, again, thank you very much. Consider supporting us on Patreon we can get more of this type of content out quicker as well at patreon.com forward slash that UFO podcast You can follow myself on Twitter at UFO UAP AM, although you probably do if you're listening to this already. If you've just discovered it, please give us a follow and say hello. Dan, your Twitter handle is at Zignal, is that right? Uh, The Zignal the signal that's the one that's right and it's a z i g n a l so yeah at the signal and you can follow dan he is well worth following he has a fantastic knowledge of the subject and again some of the connections he's got to are well worth well worth following but again that's all folks um by the time you're listening to this if it's the end of june we should have our episode up with Michael Mazzola, who was the director of the Unacknowledged series and Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind with Dr. Stephen Greer. I'll be speaking to him about his experiences filming those uh, and what it was like in general. Uh, you'll have this episode of Skinwalker Ranch 3 that you've listened to out, and Skinwalker Ranch Watch Along episode 4 should be due to be recorded next weekend, all being well with myself and Dan's schedules. And after that, I'm still frustratingly not allowed to Mention the guest, I'll probably have on the week after that as Dan is laughing because he might have a bit of a clue. Um, <laughs> but, um, totally unrelated, Dan. Did you know the unidentified series two starts on the 11th of July?
0: Um, I did, it's very exciting, isn't it? Did you see those descriptions?
1: I did, I did. I would love to speak to someone who was involved in the making of that show, hint, hint. Um, so yeah who knows if, if and when in the near future i can reveal my guest coming up but i think um, I, I would love to do that and again if dan was up for it uh we're going to look at maybe recording another kind of watch along uh, of the unidentified as it kind of happens as well because that's something we're very excited about so folks thank you very much for listening it's much appreciated and as always keep looking up you never know what you might see <laughs>